uh, here we go. This is uh, episode number 131, No Laugh Track Podcast. My name's Justin Severson, the host. Thank you to Circle of Heat there for letting us play their tunes at the beginning, as always. Uh, as I was telling these guys before we started, you know, there's been people that have been on this uh, podcast two, three, I think maybe even, well, probably not four times, but certainly three. So it's rare that we have two virgins i mean newbies i mean these guys have never been on this podcast before randy lidke and alingan alingan mid me fucking fuck take two no, i'm kidding <laughs> i knew that I, no matter what if i wrote your name down phonetically or you said it to me that i would fuck it up okay so, alingan mitra oh yeah no you nailed it right there right there yeah mm-hmm. it's because i wasn't sounding we're still going here i was kidding oh okay take two uh, but I knew that I would screw that up. It, yeah, it normally takes quite a quite a few times before anybody even like makes like an attempt that is reasonable, you know. Just quickly, what happened? Like when you grade school, did you even did the teachers even bother, or did you just grade school? So like first through fifth grade, it was a lingon, um, but I didn't have friends, so it didn't matter, right? <laughs> Nobody's calling it. But uh, in sixth grade, I changed schools, and uh, for some reason, there's a girl who was like, oh, can I call you Iggy? Iggy. That somehow that made sense to her, and I was like, yeah, somebody's talking to me, I'll take it. And uh, <laughs> no. after that, it just like everybody in school called me that, yeah. So all through high school? All through high school, through yeah. Iggy. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you ever have a jacket? Like, did you put that on a jacket or anything to make it official? Is that the way people make it official? <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> legally legally you need it on a jacket before. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh no no it, it wasn't it wasn't on any um no it was not on any jacket well i appreciate you guys uh actually making it over here today because it's for ridiculously cold quite cold yes. um i was talking to randy and i were discussing under uh, underwear long johns Long John. Thermal underwear before yes. we started recording. I had to buy some my, before I came here. My brother, for a Christmas present, I want to say two or three years ago, gave me a pair, which I am wearing right now. Yeah. Look at that. All three of us yeah. bundled up. Well, I'm worried. I'm, I'm a guy who gets too hot very easily. So when I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm permanently putting a layer of warmth underneath my clothes, which will be fine for the outside, but when I get in, inside, I'm worried. Like last night, I performed while wearing long johns, and I was worried that I was gonna people were gonna think I was nervous on stage. I was <laughs> yeah. like sweating. Like, yeah, he's even, only wearing a t-shirt. Why is he sweating so much? <laughs> even when you're not wearing like heavy clothes, you do look like you're about to burst into flames. Me, in yeah, general? yeah, just in general, <laughs> not just people. In general, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about me, you in okay. particular. So. <laughs> And I he's wearing understand. a red shirt right now. Yeah, so that does very much. Yeah. Like, I'm a, that does help the illusion. Yeah, I'm like a furnace. Like I create heat. <laughs> so even when it's cold, I don't know. This is definitely cold. I can't tough this out. No, it's brutal. But also living in LA for the last six or seven years, I've become accustomed to, you know, warm weather. So when I go back, I grew up in Oregon. When I go back, it's still cold in the winter there, and I can't handle it. So I've changed a little bit, but I still am like. When people are like, it's cold, I'm like, nah, it's perfect. You guys know what I'm saying. You got a stocking cap on when you walked over here. Yeah, yeah, I got to protect those ears. Did you buy that here? Did you have that I bought that. I was in Seattle like a month ago, and it was like 30 degrees, and it was a good like test trip for this trip. (laughs) 30 was? 30, because it was going to get down to 30. I went to a soccer game, uh, the Seattle Sounders professional soccer team. Oh, of course. And uh, it was going to be really cold at night, which is like 30 degrees. 
and it was the windy and i was like i think i'm fine i I brought this flannel thing that i'm wearing and then the second we went outside i was like oh i'm not fine so <laughs> we all went to a store some people bought long johns i just bought gloves and a hat i, I thought that would help how was uh so last night was today's wednesday yeah where it's below zero outside yeah. but we're inside the warm confines of acme to, <laughs> last night was the first show for you yeah. fellows here it was yes how did it go besides almost breaking down in sweat it was good. No, I, didn't, I didn't get too hot. Uh, I thought it went great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the crowds were really, like, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, oh, it was, it was a Tuesday night show, it was so it was Tuesday. fairly light. Fairly light. Audience. Cold. Like, two people, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was just me and Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you caught yourselves? Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was uh, it was really good. I was yeah. happy with it. Hist- and then history here at Acme? Have you guys I've never been, been here, here before? No. I've never been to No, I mean, I see, like, videos all the time, and, uh-huh. I, and I know about the reputation of it just being, like, a very uh, comedy-savvy club. Yeah. But uh, I've never been here before. How about to Minneapolis and just in general? No, no, I've, I've actively avoided it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, good, yeah, Acme good, Minneapolis bad, what you're saying. <laughs> Correct. No Thank offense. you. Thank you. Are the most listeners from uh, Minneapolis? Probably, since that's where we are. Yeah. No, I have no opinion on either yet. No. I've actually heard the city is great, except for when it's freezing. It's very cold. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, in the in the summertime, it's, like, a great place to Beautiful. Be. Yeah. Yeah. 10,000 lakes. We, we're proud of that. There's actually more than 10,000 lakes, but that's what it says on the license plates here. 10,000 lakes. The land of 10,000 lakes. Oh, I thought it was 1,000. 10,000. Yeah, I was off by a whole. <laughs> yeah, by 9,000. Yeah. Right, plus. It's not even close. Yeah. Well, it's good to finally make it to Minneapolis then. I think the coldest week of the year so far. Yeah, that's good. That's convenient for us. <laughs> I get booked on the coldest weekend. <laughs> but, I mean, I can understand why. Like, I'm like a big, hairy, fat guy. I, that makes sense. You should bring me when it's cold. But I don't it know doesn't make sense. No, yeah, like what's your excuse? Skinny Indian no. boy to be <laughs> placed here. It's almost cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like they just want to, I don't know, we'll compete. We'll see. We'll to see. <laughs> yeah. Where did you grow so up? Darwinian. I grew up in uh, outside of Boston in a city called Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. Outside of Boston. So it got a little cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get, we get it pretty bad, but... I, it, I don't think it drops as far down as it does here, and it doesn't last as long as it does here. And where are you living now? Uh, New York. Oh, you're in New York. Yeah. So a New York comic and an L.A. comic. Yeah. Look at that. West Coast versus East Coast. Dang. Biggie versus T-Pac. T- <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I understand it all. Uh, yeah, started, I grew up in Oregon and live in L.A. You're like opposite of me, bro. Yeah. Grew up in Boston, lives in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have the same careers. It's absolutely amazing. It is weird how that happens. It is absolutely yeah. amazing. We have the same jokes, even. Yeah, that's the most bizarre thing. <laughs> Never really, met, and yet terrible pairing. We have the exact same set. <laughs> what uh, what's the history be with you two? What do you mean? Did you meet yesterday, like or, or? Uh, how long have you been dating? We, um, I we wouldn't say we've really uh, really talked too much, though. No, I, what do we, we met last comic, yeah, very briefly there. So we both did last comic, same season, same season. I don't think we were on the same night, were we? No. So we met at like an after party or something. I probably. think we met at the finale. At the finale, okay. Um, and then uh, we were both in Montreal. Both in Montreal. Same. We were on the same. We were on the showcase. same showcase. Yeah. Went up two before me. Okay. Did really well. 
Uh, you or me? You did. <laughs> I well, I just remember because I, I had to follow you and uh, Kate. Kate, that's such, such a weird. It's a it's a weird follow. pairing, and then I I closed. Can we give last names here? Oh, Who? Kate Berlant. Kate Berlant. Berlant, who's is, a total weirdo. Yeah, love her. Very very that's funny, but it's like very experimental. She's like okay, yeah, she's she's the weirdest. Like, do you, have you ever heard of Father John Misty? Yes. Uh, music, pretty mm-hmm. weird music. Yep. He brings her to open for him. So, like, <laughs> so she is like the comedy equivalent of Father John Misty. All right. Which I don't know if that's a, a perfect explanation of her. Oh, but I, I think that's very. It makes sense. So, you know, yeah. she's just very weird and it's, it seems like stream of consciousness stuff, but it's prepared. Yeah. And it's just very strange. So, like, and I do some weird stuff too. So. To go after me and Kate, yeah, is probably kind of weird. And we had like one one showcase was like we started at like eleven. Remember the like this the second showcase? Yeah, it's like a really late one, in a small, in a in a small, small room, cocktail shaking room, yeah, with loud cocktails being made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were on the same, we were on the same one for that same one, and then we both did house party, but we didn't see each other. We both there. did house party. Did we see each other there? No, no, we because there was like a crossover. Adam Devine's house party, show on Comedy Central. Yeah, I watched uh, both your sets on uh, And it was shot in New Orleans. And when we shot it, you shot with six people a night. And then there was like, when I showed up, there was another group of comics that were getting ready to leave the next day. But I don't think I saw you. No, I remember I, we were the first week. Okay. So if you were the third week, we wouldn't have overlapped yeah. at all. Um, but it was the opposite experience of this because it was so hot. And the first week... <laughs> The the air conditioning in the building the first day broke in the hotel in the in the building we were filming in. Oh, okay. And you know, in like the venue. in the venue, yeah. And they had uh, like these black because they had to make it seem like it was night, so they had to cover the windows with oh, these right. like heavy black uh, pieces of wood, so that it was just like a th- like a furnace. In <laughs> oh, no. And then you have like the lights on top of that. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was hot that weekend. What do you think about that hotel? The hotel was fine. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing like construction right above me or something. Yeah, I, I, like the worst. I and heard... you're probably trying to sleep during the day. Yeah, I mean it wasn't that bad, no. but it was just like it was a uh, shots fired. It was a W hotel. Oh man, which are usually good, I think, right? I think traditionally they're known as yeah. It was dirty, and I was like, oh look, they got a robe, and then I was like, there's stains all over it. It is New Orleans. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything has stains yeah, yeah, on you're it. Right, you're right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I I had heard actually somebody else talk about like their toilet was broke like yeah, yeah. the moment Taking, they entered. Oh, I like I'm very vindictive. I like to take dead aim on podcasts. <laughs> really go after companies, hotels, no. hotel chains. I was just curious about someone else's experience. I saw other people complaining too, because um, we're you know celebrities. We have to have yeah. We have to have everything perfect, right? Right. Well, you were complaining to me that they didn't uh, Acme didn't provide you with a coat. Yeah, yeah. Here. I was thinking that'd be a smart idea is to at least offer like a gift card to REI before you come here or something. Oh, yeah. That's a it would be innovative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Randy's going to write it off on his taxes already actually. No, I yeah, I definitely am. I Even of, though you didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll buy a secondhand one, yeah. fabricate a receipt. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was also saying, you know, like some clubs have comedy condos so they don't have to pay for hotels mm-hmm. they just throw the the comics in like a gross room mm-hmm. that everyone has to stay in so i think it would be a good idea to have like a comedy coat here. Yeah, just like everybody has giant to wear. dirty coat from the 80s that everyone just has to keep wearing 
that you two like would have had to work I like it to be together. like a little snug, so like the big guys have to like scrunch yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, just buy a medium. Yeah, that's, a medium. That's plain. Yeah, what size <laughs> would fit both, both of you guys? I'm trying to picture that. What's that? What what size would fit would fit both of you? Like if we were both in the same coat? Oh, well, or I, even I already wear a coat that has to be specially made, so it has to be <laughs> no, double just... specially made for another person. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, no, a lot of fabric involved. <laughs> yes. Uh, you so you mentioned uh, you brought up last comic standing. Yeah. How uh, I am always curious. You know, some comics say that that was the. So happy they did it, and others like shit on it, like before the season's even done. That they yeah, yeah, and they're not even on it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, how first of all, going into it, can you say well, like, how, what were your thoughts going? I into wonder what it? are you allowed to talk? You made it farther than me, so there are certain rules for you, probably. Yeah, I think. Are we, the, are we the statute limitations? I, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be breaking, revealing any secrets. <laughs> no, I know, but uh, I know, like that. They did have contracts contract and stuff. Insane. It was like a They definitely also did threaten and i i think legitimately like with people when the filming was going on like if you do anything the minimum that nbc sues people for is like i don't know it's like a hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand dollars so yeah people who were initially during the first round maybe commenting online or making little tweets that everything just shut down the moment they said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think now, I mean, since that season's over, there's nothing that I would yeah, be saying yeah. that would. Well, did you go on a tour with them? I didn't do the tour. You didn't no. Do the tour. no, no, no. Okay. So I feel like I remember when I read the contract, like if you make a certain, you make it to a certain place in the show, they kind of like own you for a while and you have to kind of be careful what you say, I think. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, I don't know. You want to talk about your experience? I can talk about my I, experience. Like, so, just, well, how, how do you want if to... you could start off like, I was scared. I would just get distracted. <laughs> I had a great time. But were, was it something you were like, ah, I should do this. I don't want to. Or was well, it, hell yeah, I'm going to be on TV. No, I mean, Let's for me do this. personally, someone reached out to me from the show, like a lower level producer or someone that was just like, hey, I think you're funny. I want you to submit a tape. And I was like, sure. What could that hurt? And they were like, thanks. We have to run this by the producers, like the executive producers. And then I got like a call to go do like uh, an audition for like eight people in LA. You did that too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, well, that's weird. You perform in the middle of the day to like eight people and they like rush you into the secret room and they're like, you can't come out of this room until it's time for your set. Like five people at a time. And it's like, well, what am I going to do? You know? And then they're like, all right, go. And I'm like, go where? And there's like, well, you have to go down these two flights of stairs and then get out. And people were like already clapping. It was a weird experience. And then you perform, and the second you're done, they ask you a few questions, and then someone ushers you to the outdoors. Like, you just get kicked out of a door. And <laughs> outdoors! Like, and then you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, it, it was weird, because I was like, I, had, like, I was holding my sunglasses and, like, my keys. I was like, where do I, I'm supposed to be on stage? It was weird. <laughs> and then and then I got a call, and they were like, oh, they want you to be on the on the show or whatever. They picked 100 people. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> some of my friends were like, I don't want to do that. But I was just kind of like, well, my goal was to get a few jokes on TV, yeah, you know, and it worked out for me. Some people didn't, they didn't get shown at all. Yeah. Some people looked bad, you know, like my friend Ben, uh, Kronberg got mm -hmm. in a, in a with fight. Roseanne. Yeah. That's yeah. Him, so right? then they like, you know, he's a really funny guy. It's not like that show is going to make people, the whole world think he's not a funny guy. He's had specials on TV and yeah, stuff, yeah. but, um, you know, he had an interaction and they edited it 
a certain way to make it very strongly one way. So it's like that's totally possible if you kind of let if you give them something to run with. Yeah. But uh, I accomplished my goal. I, I got I think a couple minutes of stand up on TV. I looked good. I yeah. didn't I didn't move on, but uh, <clears throat> they kind of highlighted my stand up more than some people's, and it was a positive. Did they play comments from the uh, judges? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For you, yeah. Yeah, and they were all good too. That's the thing where it's like, you know, they can take anybody's joke and not crank the laughs, and then have a judge be like, "Hmm, I don't think that was very original." And then the audience, a certain portion of the audience, would be like, "I agree with whatever you're telling me." <laughs> yeah. But for me, they, the judges, all said nice things, and they showed it. So they, you know, the people that that are smart and could watch it and be like, oh, that guy's funny, thought I was funny. And then also the people who just go by whatever they're told. No offense, <laughs> everybody out there. <laughs> but I was also painted in a nice way for them, too. Yeah. So it, it worked out very nice yeah. for me. And and I'm sorry to talk for so long about it. Elena. No, no, I'm going to talk for much longer about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get the longer experience of me. He was on the show for a very long time. And So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was very similar where um, – uh, I, I did the audition and uh, got into the top 100. And for me, the experience was great because I had never done anything on TV before. And I think, I don't know, Randy, you can speak to this, but I feel like this season, in prior seasons, they've made it a little bit more of a reality TV show mm-hmm. with a stand-up component, whereas this time it felt a little bit more like a stand-up show that had like a reality component. What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, from the the first handful of episodes, definitely were just stand-up. Like, they showed the green room. They filmed us the whole time in the green room. They wouldn't let us leave the green room. If you had to go to the bathroom, someone had to walk with you. We couldn't watch the show. I mean, that, that first night wasn't, like, the world's best night, I wouldn't say. Oh, yeah, yeah. To do, we did, like, a... four minutes of stand-up, and you had to be there. It was a four-and-a-half-hour show. Were you Were you on the first night? I don't remember. I, I, I was on the third night, maybe. I I tipped on the first night, and so they were still working out and the it was kinks even longer. Probably it, it was. I, yeah, I don't know how long we were there for, but it was a very long yeah. time. Ours yeah. was seven. We were there at seven, and we were done by like eleven. Yeah, 11. we we went longer, and it was long. fifty comics doing four minutes. But they would take every ten comics, they would take a break. Yeah. So it's just I was in the first five comics though, okay, which was like great. But then I still wasn't, once I was done, I just had to like sit in this room with cameras on you. Like one lady fell asleep. <laughs> lady who made it to the top three. Really? Nikki. Cut. Yeah. She was just asleep. <laughs> just and we were like, dude, they're filming you. Wake up. Yeah. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna look, they're going to use this. Which they didn't. I was surprised because like, you know, if it was yeah, Ben, yeah. maybe they would have used it. It's always strange what they, how That's they a good point. They probably would have. Where they're like, no, we want this lady to look good. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, she was asleep. It was because it was just long and boring. They had like a few things to drink, but there was like no ice. <laughs> and I like I wanted to like have a drink of alcohol before I went on stage. Sure. And they're like, well, there's a bar down there, like for the audience. So like they let people go buy six dollar beers. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so cool of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but take I, your money. That's I fine. A flask and I like filled up a coffee, like a paper coffee cup with whiskey. Yeah. And I was like sipping on it. Because they're like, you're in the first group. And I was like, well, I better get, have some whiskey. Better get this going. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, okay, top five, come with me right now. And I'm like, am I going to be able to come back? And they're like, no, you're with us until you go on, which it was like a long time. 
So I was like, well, I'm glad I poured this. And some guy tried to walk out with a beer, and they're like, no, you can't bring that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just got coffee. <laughs> so it worked out for me. But geez. Yeah, I remember our, our semifinal, you know Jasper, Jasper oh, Red? Yeah, yeah. He, he brought a backpack just like full of beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just like opened it, pulled out beers, and then just like poured it into coffee cups. And, yeah, you, it's gotta, a like, long, it's you know a long way. You, you want a certain thing. Like at a uh, house party. I brought a bottle of whiskey because mm. I was just like, I know they're going to have something, but I want to like just have what I want, <laughs> you know, let's <laughs> be prepared. My juice. Yeah. Not theirs. Well, the show is called house party. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, but you had a, did you, so you, you, uh, Randy got like, it was just one appearance on the last comic. Then you were done. Is yeah, that I how just, it worked out for, for you as well? So I I made it through to uh made it through the first run. I was in the semis. In the semis, they picked ten people to advance to the uh, finals. Uh, and then of the people who didn't advance, uh, in the semis, they picked two. Like the audience voted, uh, two people who they thought well, of the people who didn't advance were good. Um, and those people then went on this online contest. So did you have to turn into a cheerleader to get people to vote for you? It was yeah, it was a bizarre thing cuz I, you know, I I I'm not good with self-promotion and that sort of stuff and all of the voting was done on Twitter. So you could see literally like who's voting for you and they had it um you could see like what the current vote is, oh, like wow. what the percentages is. So it became like an actual campaign. But what was cool is the people who are good with that sort of stuff, um, in, especially in the Boston comedy scene, they really like rallied for me. Uh, and they, so they voted for me pretty heavily. And, um, especially in that first week, cause we didn't know if each time you tweet a vote, it counts or if like once you tweet from that's your right. account one time, it, that's right. all the counts. So we didn't know. So people were just like retweeting like everything, oh, no. and it was just like filling up people's timelines. And um, but then like the following week, we learned that it was just, like one vote per account. <laughs> so, Oops. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was all your followers that way. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I had like no followers at that point anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I actually like gained people because people were like seeing it online, and yeah, then I could like thank them on Twitter, and so um. So then, yeah, so then each week, basically, a finalist would get eliminated on the TV show, and they would have him or her be head to head against me online. And it was like each week. Then you just kept knocking them out. And just kept, yeah, like, so for five weeks, the people just like kept voting me back so that I got to perform on the finale. Yeah. Yeah. Like Last Chance Kitchen on Top Chef. I I believe so. Except for, I think, on Top Chef. The person that comes back then has a chance to win the whole show. Yeah, they actually you get just, to compete. They yeah. wouldn't let you win at that point. That would have been cool, huh? It, oh, yeah, that would have been cool. I, I think, though, it would have been... Because the, the judges have already said no. Have made their decision. And <laughs> this then, fucking guy's yeah, back. And this guy's back. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, now now we want and, you. And, and, and no again. <laughs> <laughs> Same comments as last time. Yeah, yeah. They just, like, re-air just play it. The, play the <laughs> They're all sitting there silently waiting for the gold clip to play. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fine. Uh, I assume that uh, you guys both started kind of doing some uh, open mics. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about, I I, uh, I just put in the word comedy in a uh, search, online search this morning, and this story popped up. Did you hear about this? In Seattle? Seattle, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of started in Seattle, so I saw that. Okay. 
um, guy got hit with a bat on stage. What? Uh, what was the crazy, cause? Just a crazy person? A popular Seattle area comedian who was attacked on stage during an open mic event at a Renton restaurant Monday night by a man who allegedly was angry that he wasn't allowed to perform. Mm-hmm. Dylan Avila, 36, was standing on stage Monday night during an open mic uh, that he runs when a man hit him in the head twice with an aluminum bat. According to his wife, uh, about half of the people in the audience rushed to Avila while the other half tried to stop the attacker. Have you guys ever experienced anything like that? No. I mean... No. First of all, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I, I, mean, I had, I, had I bring, I, I always bring my yeah. helmet, yeah, Good. just in case to an open mic. Open um, mics are every night. Just to open mics. Okay. Yeah. No, that's terrible. Um, yeah, it sounded like I read the article and it sounded like it was a cra- an actual crazy person who performed the night before or the week before, and they said you're not allowed to come back because all he did, he like. He he did some sexual act with a Bible or something, and he like, introduced himself as Jesus, and then uh, he started doing a performance that included a Bible and a sex toy. Yeah, so they were just kind of like, yeah, killed. They're like, this is a restaurant, and maybe we don't want you to do that. Oh. So he hid behind the stage before the show started, yeah. and when it started, he jumped out and hit the guy with a bat and like fractured his skull. Like it's it's insane. Like I will say, like I don't, I've never heard of that happening before, but. If you go to enough open mics, you see enough people who yeah. are unstable yeah, yeah. where you're surprised that it, this doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, in L.A., man, like open mics, it's like there's a lot of open mics, but there's also a lot of like crazy people. And so like it's a mix. There's always like two people who are like, you know, they just have like giant stuffed animals and they go on stage and it's just like weird. Yeah, like legitimately diagnosable. People. yeah. yeah. Sort of, they kind of did that on last comic. The early seasons, they would yeah. just let those people get the on people stage. People who wait in line. Yeah, the wait in yeah. line. Like, Though I think those were all phony. No man, because I remember, I remember one season there was a guy who had it was like a dollhouse, it was like a big giant plastic dollhouse that he made into a helmet, and it was like so he had this huge house on his head, and I remember him from that season because I don't know if he even got on stage, but they were showing him in line. Maybe he did get on stage. But I remember, like, a week later, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and he was wandering around. He was just, like, a crazy guy. <laughs> he was wearing the ha- yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. And he was just, like, a crazy guy with a house on his head. Mm-hmm. So, some of them are <clears throat> are real, for sure. Hmm. How often do you guys go do open mic anymore? I don't. Not at all? No, I mean, I just feel like the the when I first moved to L.A., I, was, I would try to go to open mics, but I wasn't, like, really gaining a lot from them because... No one, every every place is different. Like the open mic here in Minneapolis has people that come watch it, right? It's full. Yeah, yeah. So people like, that's yeah. like perfect. You get to try out new stuff and people know it's an open mic, but yet they still want to see you do comedy. Mm-hmm. But in LA, it's like, you know, it's 15 comics who are waiting to go on who leave right after they're done. So it's really tough to base. It's good if you want to just hear yourself talk, <laughs> but it's also really soul crushing <laughs> if you're fragile. Like, when I first started, it was like it was not helping me because I'd be like, "Well, I don't want to try new stuff. I'm gonna bomb." So I would do my best stuff and then bomb oh. and be like, "Well, now my best stuff is terrible." So I would just, I just use if I get on a show that is in LA that I'm not being paid for, I'll just use that oh, as okay. you know. It depends if I'm trying to get ready for something. I'll do tried and true stuff, but yeah, yeah. or hmm. I'll do half. You know, I'll get them on my side and then I'll try some new stuff. Yeah. yeah. In uh, so I, I just moved to New York and 
I haven't really pursued the open mics for the same reason that Randy's talking about, where you hear just these horror stories about you go up and it's just soul crushing because it's just comics. And in New York, you're talking about like 15 comics who <laughs> will just leave once they're done. In New York, they're not even going to wait for when they're like, they're like rotating through mics. Oh, okay. So they'll just like come when they know it's their time, perform, and then go. So it's like they're not even there. So you could just be performing for like a rotating cast, um, oh, which is uh, understandably soul crushing. But <laughs> I think there are mics that are still useful. Um, I haven't pursued them so much in New York, but when I'm in Boston, I'll, I'll, I'll get up whenever I can. So if it's a mic, I'll do it. The nice thing is now in Boston, enough of the comics will like will pay attention when I'm up that I can sort of get feedback yeah. in a way that I think a newbie they wouldn't be paying attention to. You know, is that where you were living before you moved to New York? Yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah. What precipitated the move? Um, a little bit, a little bit of it was doing Last Comic Standing, and I. I knew that at some point, if I wanted to do stand up and get up a lot, I'd want to be in New York. So um, I, I think New York just kind of made sense after last comic. How long have you been doing stand up? Uh, it's getting close to five years now. Wow, that's it! Mm-hmm. Wow, that's impressive. How long? How long would you start, Randy? Just been doing it one year. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you. I, I I thought. Yeah, I could tell. It's just a fast learner. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I have a hard time with how long I've been doing stuff. I moved to LA and so I've been living in LA for seven years in February. Okay. And I was doing stand up for about six months before I moved to LA. Where was that? Uh, well, I, I did my first open mics in Spokane, Washington. I was going to school at Washington State University. Oh, really? In Pullman. Okay. And it was like an hour and a half drive to Spokane. And uh, basically what happened was I went through a breakup. Guys, I got dumped. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then it opened my eyes because I was like, oh, once I graduate college, I can kind of do whatever I want. I don't have to like move wherever this girl moves or, you know what I mean? So I was just like, whoa, that's cool. And I had a friend that lived in Oregon that was like, I'm moving to LA. And I was like, you can do that? He's like, yeah, you should too once you graduate. And I was like, I will. And I was like, maybe I'll try comedy once I get down there. And so, like, from I just was like, well, I'll start writing now. So I wrote for about a month or two months without ever performing. I was just like, what are some jokes, yeah. you know? <laughs> and uh, actually, I, I started doing like cartoon kind of like like web cartoon drawings that were basically jokes with like a little bit of a drawing. Yeah. During summer classes. And then I was like, I don't have to do these drawings. I can just write jokes. So then I started writing. And then I was like, well, I guess I should try it before I actually move there. So I drove up to an open mic in Spokane. And uh, there was only, there was no one there. So they they said, open mics, Wednesdays and Sundays. So I went on Wednesday and they go, you know, it's our first week really trying on Wednesday. No one really showed up. So we're not going to do it. And I was like, well, I just drove 90 miles. They're like, you can go if you want, but. The host isn't going to come. You should just go. And I was like, I'm not going to just walk up there. I'd never done it before. I was scared. And I was like, will you uh, at least introduce me? It was just like, she's like, well, I'm just like a bartender. Mm-hmm. And there was, for some reason, there was like three or four people eating dinner in the other room. I was like, will you tell them to come in? And we made all the cooks come out. <laughs> and so they introduced me. And I, I had, I was like, well, I'm going to do like seven minutes. That's what I was like 
planning on doing. Wow. But because uh, no one was there, I was just like, I'll go through my whole. I'd been writing for two months. So I did like 30 minutes. No way. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't all good. There are like a few jokes that I still gold. do. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's the same set I did last night. <laughs> I mean, you start off good. You don't have to yeah. show. <laughs> uh, there are a few short, because I, I started off by writing short, kind of one-liner, two-liner uh, jokes, and it took a long time for me to have any type of personality on stage. It was just like short jokes, and at that point, just very uncomfortable and nervous. But uh, it went all right, you know? So I started going back every couple of weeks and doing open mics there, and then I graduated and moved back to Oregon, and then I would go up to Seattle, like once or twice a month just to do little coffee shop shows before I moved to LA. So before I moved to LA, I was only performing like once or twice a month. Uh, so about seven years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which is too long, right? Seven years. <laughs> the backup plan is what? Backup plan is a movie star. I want to be a movie star. <laughs> movie star. Yeah. I can always fall back on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm just doing uh comedy until this whole barista thing works out. <laughs> <laughs> so once i can get a either way i'm a fan man oh, either thanks. way yeah, yeah either way i love comedy and coffee <laughs> yeah both yeah kind of you know depends on what mood i'm in which one i like the most but <laughs> i'm doing both right now yeah thanks. the barista thing is good because they the you get paid you get, you make money doing it <laughs> yeah yeah it's a nice comedy is hot and cold in that area Hey, you said that uh, last comic was your first time on TV. Mm-hmm. What, Randy, what was your, that? Wasn't your first time uh, on television? It was the first taping. No, I think it was. It was the first stand-up that I'd done on TV. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because last year was the first, my first kind of stand-up TV things, and I had a few of them. And we both were in the we're in the same boat. I think we both did three TV things last year, right? Yes. You, you did a late night set, Comedy Central, and Last Comic, and that's what I did too. Yeah. Um, where late night that is in general. I think you did. Night, Randy did Seth Meyers show. Seth Meyers, and you did late late. Lincoln did uh, yeah the Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. I watched that set. That was good. Yeah, it was fun. Did you? Uh, was that one where they actually recorded it the night? That, um, I saw Ted Danson was on the same. Did they actually record you the same night as Ted Danson? What they did record. What they did. Mine aired. I remember this because it was uh, Halloween, so it aired on Friday, mm-hmm. October thirty first. But what Ferguson was doing is he tapes Thursday and Friday show on thir- yeah. on Thursday, so uh, they tape both shows on Thursday. So yeah, I got to I got to see uh, Ted Danson and also uh, Cedric the Entertainer was the night before, oh. <laughs> so I had to see him. Um, yeah. And then there was somebody from Glee. Yeah. I wouldn't know the name if you said it. I didn't know the, I mean, the people that were on the night I was on, I had heard their names, but I wasn't, Vigo Mortensen, he's a famous actor, but we know who he is. No offense, Vigo. Vigs. And uh, Juliana Margulies. Oh, yeah. And How'd she look in person? Is it Vigo Mort, isn't he Strider? I don't know what that is. In Lord of the Rings? He was in Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. He's he's he's, he's, he's the movie? king of men. <laughs> he's <laughs> that, it's very heard, important. Is it, do people think that's a good movie? I hadn't heard, <laughs> I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. Um, I really have never seen it, but it'll be out on DVD soon. You yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, those two were on. Juliana Marley's did not take her gift bag. I noticed. How did she? Because you in... took it. Yeah. <laughs> I took it before she got there. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, yeah, it's weird. Funny. She didn't take where it's like hers. to me. It's like the coolest thing ever. But to someone like that, yeah. it's just like I don't want a t-shirt and a yeah. mug. She yeah. didn't take hers, and you got two. It was so yeah, weird. I should have. I should have snuck back in there. <laughs> no, they just left it in there. It's the same one that they put in the main dressing room since night one. <laughs> they never. <laughs> the take guest number one never yeah, takes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you get to meet Mayday Malone then, Ted Danson? Did you talk to him? Very briefly, um, before I went up, he, cause they had, cause they had so many people there. I don't know if it was because they had so many people there or just because it's Ted Danson. They have the dressing rooms, but, uh, they have four dressing rooms, but he wasn't in any of them. He had like a special dressing oh. room. Oh. But I think, so I don't know if that's because he's special or because there were so many people because it's Thursday, Friday. Um, so right before I went up, um, he was coming off. And I got to speak to him a little bit, and he was like, "Oh, have a great set, and good luck." And then when I was leaving, the uh, security person said, "Oh, Ted Danson just took off, but he wanted me to let you know that he really enjoyed your set." Oh, look at that! That's cool. I didn't get a message from Ted after my set. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he watches all late night sets and yeah. comments on them. Through that security okay, guard, are, I guess you know. <laughs> even the guests on my set, uh, uh-huh. my shows, I, I got off stage, and they're like, "Oh, uh, Vigo already took off. He wanted to, wanted <laughs> to you know, he, no, he <laughs> wants you to know who he is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that uh, he didn't have time to stick around. And he doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> right before he left, he said, "Who the fuck's the redhead?" Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, we're like opposites, man. We're, yeah. You, you're East Coast. You went to the West Coast for your late night set. I'm West, West Coast. Coast. I went to the East Coast. Coast. Yeah. Dang, dude. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Did they, uh, did you get a gift bag? No gift bag. Mm. I don't know if that's mm. because Cedric had already <laughs> taken it. <laughs> mm. yeah, no, mine was just like a tote bag with a shirt and a mug in it. Oh, make it sound really good. Yeah, that's pretty good. It Keys to a cash. car. Cash. An envelope full of cash. Yeah, yeah, unmarked bills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they had some like Rice Krispie treats back there, or something, some sort of treat. Was there was there a food like a, a whole spread back? Um, there was like I think maybe like a vegetable tray or something. Oh, like we that. had a ton of food. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. got you there. Yeah, he got you there. And also the the room that I was in was tiny, New York style. You know, right. it's on, it's in like a Thirty Rock. So it's just like these little tiny rooms, little tiny dressing room. Because yeah. I went to a, a Conan taping, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, there's just not that much space in New York. <laughs> you went to a Conan taping like just to watch it? Um, I, One of my friends was doing stand-up. Oh, right. It was actually when Conan just switched to TBS, and it was his first week of – they were taping practice shows. Oh. So, so Conan's first week of TBS, they taped a whole week of shows that would never air – and my friend was doing stand up in the first month of the actual show, so they asked him to do one of the practice shows too. Oh, right on. So it was actually the very first taping to ever be on that new set or whatever. So it's kind of cool. So it's like you're the first person in this green room, and and whatever. And I was like, they're like, do you want to watch from the green room or do you want to watch like from the wings? And I was like, the wings. And they go, ah, we don't really know where that is yet. <laughs> you know, they're like still really figuring things out. We know the term. Yeah, we just yeah. don't know where and it's going to be. 
when when it was my friend Brendan Walsh, another comedian who I do a, a podcast with. It's called The Bone Zone. Well, you just beat me to it because I was going to say that Brendan Walsh has been on this podcast before. Oh, really? And uh, I'm sure he remembers everything about yeah, this. Yeah, he talks about it a lot. He talks about it. I'm sure he gave you a lot of tips and everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. leading up to this. He did tell me to give him shout-outs this weekend, so there's one. <laughs> there's, there's one old B-dub. There's, there's shout-out. Uh, yeah, let's talk about your podcast. Ooh. Let me let me let me set this up. One of the lowest rated podcasts out there. Oh, congrats. a lot of listeners just very lowly, <laughs> <laughs> not rated very well. <laughs> but I'm going to set you up for this now. Um, the most recent episode, unless you posted one today, I don't. I think did. So. I posted one before I came up here, though. D- really? No, I mean before I. Like, oh, before flew you came out up here, here to Minneapolis. Night, yeah. Okay. Well, then I listened. I uh, started listening to the one from Monday. Now oh, I have rated heard the it show very before. lowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One star. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> Love it. One star. First off, I was uh, listening. Uh, I had a little the speaker going, little Bluetooth deals in the bathroom, uh-huh. and my uh, fiance walked in. Oh, I bet she doesn't like our podcast. And <laughs> I have this look on my face of like just almost disgust. And she goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like listening to the fucking one of the filthiest things I've ever. Oh, heard. Oh, it's not filthy. I just not that filthy, it's, but it's immature. Immature, it's but I wasn't childish. expecting it's it that grown, early. Grown children, yes. basically. So. My this po- this my week's po- podcast is, I'm really, like, I was listening to it in the hotel room uh, when I got here yesterday, because I was like, oh, yeah, because we, we kind of stack them up a little bit, mm-hmm. and this was part two, which is a two-parter, mm. and uh, I didn't really remember what we said in it, and I had to write a bio for it, so I was kind of like, a bio? That doesn't make sense for a podcast. Yeah. Description. Uh, description. description. And... Um, this podcast was born. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, so I listened to it, and I was... I was really like I don't usually like listen to him all the way through or laugh that hard at him after we did it. But I was like really laughing at this episode, yeah, yeah. because it's like it's a frustrating episode to listen to. Because my my question to you is, <laughs> if, for for someone who's never heard the Bone Zone, yeah, yeah. with Brendan and Randy, would this be an episode that people should just this dive is a great episode right into? Where skip skip part one. Skip part one. Honestly, this is like, this stands alone. Oh, I did skip part one. Melissa Villasenor is, do you know who Melissa Villasenor is? She's a, a funny comedian out in LA. She has a lot of voices and stuff. Uh, she's on, I think she was on America's Got Talent a few years back. She did really well. Anyways, she's a weirdo and she's like perfect guest for our podcast because we just like, in the nicest way possible, we bully her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, I was going to say screw with. Yeah, but, but she likes okay. it. She like, I mean... She tells it she likes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're actually ruining her life. But um, we have a really good time with her, and we like to tease her and uh, do impressions of her. She sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and uh, her real voice, not her fake voice. And uh, but she's not. She's also not very good at playing along. Like we'll just like make up stuff, and and we have certain guests that are very good at just going with the flow and making stuff up. But she's very like, stop it! Oh, don't do that! So like we just we we told the same story over and over about this doctor's yes, visit. Yes. And and we just yes. <laughs> just told the same story like a hundred times and she's like, knock it off. I actually hit when my fiance walked in, I hit pause because like I don't want to be judged by what she's about <laughs> to hear. Well, surprisingly, we have a uh you know, I, I I'm sure overwhelmingly it's dudes who listen to our yeah, podcast. Sure. But I'm surprised there are girls that listen um yeah, like I I did some shows in Cincinnati, and like a couple would come up, and and they'd be like, "Ah, oh, Bone Zone," 
and then the girl would be like, yeah, he doesn't, li- he doesn't listen, but I do. Like, it's weird. Wow. It's just like just the girl listens to our podcast. Cause it is very, we just talk about, we, it's very immature. We talk about 69ing and yeah. poop and butts and stuff a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't like that type of stuff, that's fine. Just don't listen to my podcast. Just listen to the versions that you guys put out that you cut everything out and they're three yeah. minutes long. No, I mean, it varies. No. It depends on the guest. If, if we have a guest that we haven't usually had on and it's like, it, it does kind of turn into more of an interview, mm-hmm. but we have like three or four people that we rotate a lot and those ones we just do. Yeah. Do a lot of, make a lot of phone calls, stuff like that. <laughs> how did you, how did you meet Brennan? Oh boy. Well, Brennan is also a, a grown-up child like me yeah and i was introduced to him one night or, or something and it was at a, a comedy club in in la and we went to the bar next door and i was sitting at a table and he was at the bar waiting in line to order and he like looked back and we like looked at each other and made eye contact and then he he was like hey check this out and he started <laughs> he started licking the shirt of the guy in front of him because <laughs> like the guy couldn't tell that he was he just he's just like Hey, hey. And he's like making eye contact with me and like licking a stranger's shirt. Oh and I was like, ah, don't do that. I was like laughing. So that we're like, oh, we have a similar sensibility. <laughs> so we became, we've been friends ever since. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We, we're very, uh, we don't take things too seriously. No, clearly. We can, but sometimes like even like official like emails, like, we're we're working on a a show right now. Like we're we pitched a show. That's all I'll say. Okay, it's not that interesting sounding, but we have like official email chains that we have to like talk to agents and production people, and uh, we just cannot keep it together. We can't be serious. <laughs> like we CC. Brendan has a fake lawyer that we CC in all of our emails, and his name is Frank Cum. <laughs> And like the guy at the production company that we really get along with, but like we can tell that they're finally kind of being like, all right, okay. Uh, <laughs> and like Frank will be like, oh, I can't make this meeting. Um, one of my clients is, is on the voice, you know, like just constantly just wasting everybody's time. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, this is what we have to deal with. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our lawyer Frank is a handful. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, Lingon? Does this make you want to hang out with Randy even more? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll bully you, dude. Yeah. What? We'll bully you. Want to hang out? We'll bully you. Oh, that sounds fun. No, we're not bullies. Um, As he like licks my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, because like I've done whatever, like pranky things, and then people want to label me as like a prank guy. But it's not, it's different. It's just like so weird social things. It's not like I don't want to punch anyone in the balls, you know? Mm. And people are like, how does it feel knowing that people want to just get you back? And I'm like, I don't think they do. Like, I don't, like, that's not my goal is to like start. I'm like, you know, I'm not a cast member of Jackass, you know? Can I ask, do you have anything in, in the works right now? <laughs> like, like pranky stuff? Well, you used the word prank. I didn't yeah. say prank. Yeah. Just any uh, any uh, social experiment. Do you have anything? Well, I have a couple of things that I, I honestly can't talk about. That's fine. Uh, which that's interesting. Just to say that. Yeah, it yeah. is. Could even be lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. But yeah, there are. You know, I did a couple of things last year that got some attention. Yeah. 
iPhone cookie. I'll just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of things that did get attention. Yeah. So then that made people like reach out to me and be like, let's do some more stuff like that along those lines. So I had to do like a lot of, you know, it's like, it's very luck based. You know, you have to throw out a bunch of lines and hope that something happens. But I did do a lot of stuff that didn't pay off. I can tell you about some of those. <laughs> I started off. I really want to hear about those. Well, I started yeah. a whole bunch of fake Twitter accounts. Cause like I did a, a Twitter thing one time that was fun. And then I realized they made a bunch of new rules because of me, actually. Uh, like, well, now when someone, like I had someone create a Twitter account and act like me on Twitter. And now if you want to like report someone, there's a button that you can click on that says report this person. And then there's like a few options and it says like, are they imitating you or a brand? You know, like, cause I, I created a fake Twitter account for Facebook Conte right. Salsa and I ran it for like six months as if it was real. And so now that they realize people are doing stuff like that, there's easier cause to complain about that, you had to like write an email and wait like two weeks to hear back. Yeah. So now it's just like it's all built in. Like someone's <laughs> Is it Randy? Someone someone, <laughs> someone is acting is like me Martin? or my brand and like there's like and you have to send screen grabs and all this stuff. Oh, because wow. someone was like unsuccessfully, but pretending to be me hmm. and like engaging other people who like already like follow me. So then they just assume they were like talking to me for a second if they weren't actually looking very closely. Um but I created a whole bunch of fake Twitter accounts. Uh the person who was pretending to be you, was that something that you had planned? Or is this is independent? No, no. This was just like... the yeah, like a lunatic. Some, some guy, probably a guy I blocked on Twitter who was being you. mean. No. And then, so he was like, oh, I'll show him. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, but what I did for a while was I would just test companies to see how active they were on Twitter, how fast they respond and how they respond. And that way I would know, like... The landscape of what was capable, like once you understand, you know what I mean? It's like, here's the blueprint of the bank. How are we going to rob it? You right. Know? So I had this one guy who I use named Twain, who's a pretty cool guy. He's a made up Twitter account that I have. And um, he would just tweet to Best Buy every day about this issue that he had because they <laughs> and eventually it just became a fun thing for me. Whereas like, I wonder how long I can talk to Best Buy without accomplishing anything <laughs> and it lasted about a month like every day i because they sign their name they say oh i'm sorry about this problem how can i help you jeff okay and so like i was like so hey jeff how many people are working there you know i just started talking to these individual people i was like oh, i'm just curious because i noticed on your twitter feed i see some other people's names are they are they right there by you he's like yeah yeah and I was like, now don't take this the wrong way, but do you mind if I talk to the other guy? And so they would like switch. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, you were able to figure that out that that was yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't like, they wouldn't send me pictures of themselves. And they would just about <laughs> stop talking to me. And then I would bring up the issue again. What was the fake issue? The issue was that I bought a camcorder, uh, price to move, and it was a floor model. It didn't come with any of the cables. And uh, I was told that I could get an AC adapter, uh, uh, you know, separately, but I can't find the real one that comes with, that usually comes with it. I had to buy a universal one and that the, uh, the heavy part, you know, like the part that's in between the two cables, that's yeah. like a black box. Uh -huh. I go, the heavy part on this one, it's not heavy at all. 
I go, I even opened it up. Nothing in there. It's, it's made to look heavy. <laughs> and it doesn't really work that good. And I think it's because that heavy part's not heavy. <laughs> and they're like, I'm not following you. And they just sent me a link to something. But we would never really solve the issue. So, like, every day, the, the, long, the short of it is every day I would talk to them and something would always come up right when we were about to... I'd be like, oh, no, I forgot my family just got into town. I have to pick them up at the airport. And I would tell them, like, a little bit too much. And I found out their work schedules, too. <laughs> no. So the next day I'd be like, hey, uh, no offense, Natalie, but is Jeff there? It's like, oh, no, Jeff has today off. Oh, well, again, no offense, but I'd rather talk to Jeff. I'll just wait. Is he going to be in tomorrow? You know, so I would do this thing and then I'd be like, oh, hey, Jeff, how was your day off? And, like, I would just, like, yeah. talk to these people. <laughs> And like when I went on a work trip, I was on an airplane. Was Twain tweeting regularly as well during this time, or was it exclusively to Best Buy? Exclusively Best Buy. In between things, I'll change the pic- his picture, yeah. and I'll tweet like like five random things right. just to kind of clean out his system. Right. right, right. Uh, but he's a good Twain's a good guy. Uh, but yeah, Best Buy is always really quick to respond. What I wanted to try to do, but I never did it, was. Um, create a scenario where I'm in a Best Buy and talking to the Best Buy employees and then have another account that's my friend who's also in the Best Buy and then get separated and then use the the Best Buy Twitter person to help me find. (laughs) So could you mind, I can't get a hold of him. Do you mind tweeting to my friend? Or like have two people talk to him at the same time and then realize, you know what? We just realized we're talking to each other both of us are talking to you that's so crazy and then get separated and create a scenario where something bad happens to one of us and they have to, and they have to solve the problem for us <laughs> <laughs> but i never took it that far i just was fine with just like talking to this guy for like a month where it'd be like i ended up in the hospital for a couple of days and that's what you know were you hoping like, they'd send flowers <laughs> no i just wanted to see how long they would have to talk to me it's just like a waste of time I apologize, everybody out there. This is what prank calls have become. Prank well, calls have uh, morphed into screwing around on Twitter. Well, because like the first person to ever make a prank call, I bet the other person was like, "Why are you lying?" Like it probably didn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. But now people are just like, "Oh, is this is a prank call." So like on the internet, people aren't used to people. It people are. I mean, it's starting to get overdone now, but. Yeah. Creating fake things on the internet. And then also just Twitter is so, like, you don't have to prove who you are. It's just every company has a Twitter just to play defense a little bit. Someone's really mad. They go, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they usually direct you to a phone number or something. No, I, I read uh, I read an interview that you did. And you, you made a great point. Like uh, I think you said something like, you know, why does, like, Coca-Cola have a Twitter account? It's not even... You know, it doesn't really make sense. It's yeah, not a yeah. person. It's not. Yeah, it was all created. I mean, all this stuff was created for a person. And yeah. a couple brands were like, figured out a way to use it successfully. So now even brands that don't have a reason to use it are like, I guess we have to, you know. Like Charmin has a Twitter account. No one's going to follow Charmin. At Charmin. I was trying to get the toilet paper companies to start like a, similar to like a frequent flyer miles program. <laughs> Like a like a brand loyalty program, but like with wiping. <laughs> but no one would get back to me. Like I'm always trying to get like companies to like work with me, which is a great opportunity for them. They just won't ever respond. Like I told them I was willing to switch from Scott to Charmin, or maybe it was Cottonelle. 
Continental. Continental. I wanted to switch from Scott to Continental. Oh, Continental. For right. miles. Mm-hmm. I wanted some miles. Oh, you still wanted, like, air miles? <laughs> well, no, we'd call, they would just call them miles so people would be more familiar with them. It would be wiping miles <laughs> instead of flying miles. <laughs> I talked to Tillamook Cheese. Like, I grew up in Oregon, and Tillamook Cheese is from Oregon. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to, like, work with a brand like I, wa- I just want to be sponsored by cheese. I think that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him all these free ideas where I was like, listen, this will get tons of attention. All you have to do is one of these five things. And then they just like were rude. They weren't rude. They were like, oh yeah, we love those ideas. Here's a coupon for free cheese. And they- I was just like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like I, <laughs> it's a cute <laughs> were these idea. Uh, unsolicited or did you sit down and have a meeting? With I them? tweeted, I just tweeted to a bunch of companies that I actually liked. And I said, who wants to sponsor me as a comedian? Mm-hmm. And Tillamook got back to me, and they were like, hey, email us. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I emailed them, and I was very serious about everything I said, and I gave them a lot was of... Was a lawyer CC'd on? Well, here's what I did at the end. <laughs> at the end, once because like, one of the ideas was like, listen, you build me a house made out of cheese. I live in it for like a month. And then we'd like film it. And then that would get tons of attention. It would be free advertising for Tillamook Cheese. That's one of the ideas. One of the ideas was like Brewster's Millions, but with cheese, where they give me like a truckload of cheese, and I have to get rid of it in a day, and if uh, I do, I get free cheese for life, or something, you know, <laughs> something like that. Anyways, they sent me back a photo that they were like, well, we tried to build a house out of cheese, and it was like five blocks of cheese on a table that had fallen over, and I was kind of like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know what? You're going to really regret this decision. I, I actually I remembered this the other day, because this was a couple months ago, but I pulled up the email. So I was thinking about it, and it was like, you're going to regret this decision. My price just doubled, and I'm CCing my agent right now just so she knows about the doubling of the price. <laughs> like, you really messed up. <laughs> There's no going back. Yeah, yeah. No, don't, don't give me the runaround. Just say yes or no. I love it. Any cheese companies out there want to sponsor me? Well, the you best. know, you're up in the Midwest right now, I know. buddy. An uh, alcohol company would be good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about things, like, things that I actually spend money on. If I could get a sponsorship. Yeah, I remember Mitch Hedberg. You wanted, like, Sharpie pens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. See, like, something that you actually could get behind and you, you have to use any, every day anyways. You know? yeah. 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 Makes complete sense. <laughs> get sponsored by a whiskey company or something. Toilet paper, whiskey, Actually, you know, you know Doug Stanhope? Of course. He was trying to get sponsored by a plastic bottle vodka. Like, he just really wanted to be sponsored by Plastic Bottle Vodka. It's really fun. I won't go into it. I think he talks about it on stage, so I don't want to do his bit. But, but that's such a funny idea. Because that's, like, that's so him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What, uh, I don't know, I shouldn't take up too much uh, of your guys' time here. Too much more. What, uh, anything that we haven't discussed that we should? That happening in the next year? Or you just, kind of, you know? Anything. Anything at all. I don't know. Acting, writing. You guys I don't know. interested in acting? Yeah, always always trying. Always trying? Yeah, always trying. I haven't really pursued it that much. Is this um, something you want to do? I mean if it I think it's good to get exposure for a stand up through any means that's not crazy, you know. Yeah. So, like acting. living in a cheese house. Living in a cheese house. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> uh, come on, in the cheese house. You guys sell anything at the shows here this week? No, no. I have 
I have these little cards that I'm, I don't know. I feel strange even just like handing out cards, but yeah, I do it. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel strange. I have shirts for my podcast. I didn't bring any though. Yeah. I thought about it. Like I had a stack of them, but I think if someone's going to come to the show that listens to my podcast, they probably already have a shirt. When, when does this get released? Today. Get released today. Yeah. Um, I'm doing, I guess, Conan. On January nineteenth. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Congrats. Thank you. God damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So check me out there. Did you know that? Is this no, man. News? I don't know. You haven't announced it or anything. Maybe I thought I saw something. Mm, I haven't made any announcements. No. This is the first oh, anybody's hearing about. Oh, look <laughs> at <Dang>. that. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh huh. Well, that's all. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Very cool. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's called The Bone Zone. It's on the All Things Comedy Network, which, I don't know, that's Bill Burr and Al Madrigal's network. Mm-hmm. Go to allthingscomedy.com, find my podcast, and you can also buy a shirt. That uh, What is the shirt? The shirt is so cool. It I would imagine, yeah. It's, well, this guy in Illinois uh, made our logo for us, so it's just our logo, but it's hard. I mean, it's... If I explain it, it sounds like you wouldn't want it on a shirt. It's two skulls barfing yes <laughs> flames barfing pink puke and it's like this circular so it's like it all feeds into itself and on the puke it says bone zone and the skulls are me and brendan one yeah. has a red beard one has a black beard <laughs> it's just like a cool it's kind of like i don't know like you know like rat fink remember that old art uh kind of skateboarder art yeah it's kind of like that vibe it's kind of like like punk kid skateboarder art from the 80s that's cool. It, it does sound cool. Yeah. yeah. But Skull's puking, it's kind of, that doesn't sound too great, but it's cool. Trust me. <laughs> you don't sell it on that alone. It's the whole thing. No. I, the reason I like, I'll, I'll even wear it because it's like, it doesn't seem like a podcast shirt. It just seems like a cool shirt. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn sold, right. We sold a million of them. So. <laughs> this month alone. I make $10 a shirt, so that's 10 million. <laughs> I thank you even more for showing up today, <laughs> You certainly shouldn't have. Yeah. You could do much better with your time. Uh, well, thank you, guys. Uh, Twitter, why don't you say where you're on Twitter? Uh, at the at symbol. which looks like a cinnamon roll. Thank you. Randy Lidke, R-A-N-D-Y-L-I-E-D-T-K-E. If you can't find it, uh, that's pretty typical. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to spell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm at Alingon, A-L-I-N-G-O-N. So, good luck. No one had that when you tried to get it? <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was paranoid that somebody would take it. Uh-huh. So, I, 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 sw- like, I took it in, like, 2009 or something, uh-huh. and I didn't start using it until, like, Oh, before it. you were ever on. Before, actually. before like, I even, I was just like, oh, somebody, somebody's definitely going to well, take it. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. I, at Randy is, like, the whoever has that it hasn't used it for years, so I'm trying to so get it. So frustrating, yeah. yeah. Well, someone that I know was, like, well, I know a guy at Twitter that kind of handles that. If it's if it's like a, a site that no one's been using, they'll just give it to you. So I'm still working on it. That'd be cool. Uh, how about Randy's? Are those still around? What? The Randy's? I don't know what those are. The rolling papers that have a pin? Uh, or, uh, oh, I don't know what that is. You don't know what those are? Uh-uh, man. Randy's. They're, um... Keep saying it, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna they're gonna sponsor uh, yeah your life. Was it is it like for like marijuana? Yes. And cigarettes. I don't. I've never smoked marijuana. Rolling papers that have like a. At I'm the like end. a serious grown up. I don't do kids stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, you know what they are, and the little thing folds out like uh, so. It basically has like a built-in roach clip, kind of. 
Huh. No, yeah. I've never heard of that. No. Sorry, man. I'm, uh, I'm like a, just a really good Christian guy, you know? <laughs> we'll, we'll just let that linger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Guys, thank you. Kick ass this week. Thanks, Continued man. success. And, Thanks for uh, having yeah, us. Thank you.